0: This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to Busted Open's The Master's Class. And we have a very special edition of The Master's Class right here on the Busted Open Podcast. We talked to one of my all-time favorites and somebody that was involved in pro wrestling history. He's a Hall of Famer, and that's Alice Cooper. That's right, Alice Cooper talks about his new album, Road, his new tour with Rob Zombie, and of course, some memories of WrestleMania three right now on the Busted Open podcast. When you talk about superstars, you talk about legends, you talk about Hall of Famers, on this show, Busted Open, it would be a lot of the co-hosts that work with me here on this show. But when you really ask Dave LaGreca, the first person that comes to his mind when those those terms are being spoken, it's the man that's sitting to the right of me right now, and that is the man himself, Alice Cooper. Sir, how are you?
1: I am great. In the middle of a tour again. <laughs> the tour I, that never ends. I was, I was just saying that,
0: like... <laughs> You 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 did the stadium tour with Motley Crue. Before that you were with the Hollywood vampires. Now you're touring with Rob Zombie. Like we were locked down. You know, we weren't able to do anything. I'm guessing you used that time to just completely recharge because you knew that this day was gonna
1: happen. It was scary for me. Because, you know, when you don't when you're used to spending half your year on the road for fifty years, mm-hmm. that was like going through a, a drug withdrawal. Because you know, you you it's nice being home for a while. And then you go, okay, time to get back on the road. And my wife's the same way. She started in the show in 1975. And we're sitting there going, okay, enough of this, enough of this. I thought that this, uh, the pandemic would last for a month. 18 months know, later, yep. we're sitting there going, maybe there is no more touring.
0: I, I, I was going to say, did, did that thought ever cross yeah, your mind?
1: I think it, it crossed everybody's mind. You know, I mean, finally, when I told the band... We're going on tour. We're gonna to start rehearsing. It was like telling a bunch of kids they were going to Disneyland. <laughs> they, they they were going. We get to rehearse. We get to play. Yeah, because I mean, you do really miss it. There's something about the addiction of going out there and playing it live in front of an audience. And we're old school. You know, we're old school. The fact that you play live. You don't use tapes. You don't use. You play live. Yep. So I put a band together. All my bands are the best players I can imagine, you know, that, the, and, and they all have to be best friends.
0: You could tell there's a chemistry with everyone when you're on stage, but also brings us to the new album, Road, that yeah. just came out. Uh, the concept is about being out on the road, being a traveling rock and roll band. And the thing I love about this album, probably more than anything, and I do think it's amazing, so Thank kudos you. once again Thank on another you. great album, is the fact that this band that you've put together has been on the road and traveling and working together for years. Yes. But this is the first time, other than the live album, this is the first time in the studio recording something. First ever, right? I
1: specifically went to Bob Ezrin and I said, I want to feature this band. And the only way you can really feature a band is to, first of all, let them write the songs and then bring the songs in Bob Ezrin and I will will do surgery on them and being the lyricist I can rework all the lyrics i said but it all has to be about the road this is where we all live you know so every aspect of it it doesn't matter to me if it's funny tragic ever i said we'll we'll turn it into this i want it to be a thematic album now the only thing that's going to really feature you guys is if we do these songs live in the studio No, I mean, we might do one guitar overdub or maybe a bass piece or something. I said, but we are going to do these songs live in the studio. What that does is that shows off how good the band, any any band can play No More Mr. Nice Guy in 18, but a brand new song, put it in the studio, play it live. It never gets a chance to get old. It has that new car smell. And it has, <laughs> and the, and you
0: can feel it and hear it in the album. Exactly. It's raw. It's it's spontaneous. Yes. You can hear it yeah. with each and every single. So let me ask you, when you told the band that, I'm sure different personalities in the band, did they like that idea or were they a little nervous about
1: that? Not at all. This band has got so much confidence in them. You know, they said, all right, good. And they went in there and they had, of course we, you know, they rehearsed the song outside the studio and everything. But when you get into the studio, there's a finality about it. about You know, when Bob Ezrin says, let's go, hits the tape. And they did almost every one of these tracks in two takes, you know, and that just shows how good the band yep. is. You know, uh, I surround myself with gunslingers, you know, the best guitar players around. And, you know, you got when you've got Nita Strauss in there and you've got Ryan Roxy and Tommy Hendrickson. And then, of course, we we, we didn't mind bringing Kane Roberts in and Wayne Kramer and uh, Tom Morello, you know.
0: And seeing Kane Roberts, you know, in the last tour, just because it's like I've had that picture in my mind of the 86, 87 version of Alice Cooper. To be able to see Kane Roberts back on stage again, looking fantastic, playing well, like it was almost like taking a time machine back to 1987.
1: It is. And at the same time, it was a bit you know it was one of those things where we were so used to the s- Nita sound yeah that it was we had to get used to it cuz Ken plays a different he's a shredder i mean certainly a shredder but a different kind of shredder we were so used to hearing those lines that came from Nita it took us a second to to get our balance on that one
0: and Nita's like 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 yourself not just an artist but a performer she understands that there's a crowd there in front of her and she really shows jumping and she's a star
1: she's a star she's a total star she has all the charisma and she deserves it i mean she's funny she's uh she's never a problem to work with of course none of the guys are that's the thing one of the strangest things about being in a touring band with this kind of they're all best friends nobody's ever complaining about I didn't get enough solos. Nobody's ever... It's always laughing backstage. It's it's that kind of camaraderie. Same thing with the vampires. The vampires have been together eight years. There's never been one argument in that That's band. That's
0: fantastic. You know how rare that must be? Yeah, I
1: know it's very rare. It really is. Everybody just kind of looks at each other and goes, okay, let's try it that way. <laughs> Nobody's going, no, we're not going to do it that way. You know, I can
0: I can understand that because it is about chemistry and it's about getting along. And I'm sure for you, somebody that's been touring for so long, you don't have to deal with egos. You don't have to deal with arguments and
1: fights. So I tell my bands always, I said, when you're on stage, I want you dripping with ego. I want I want you guys to be so much bigger than life because the audience wants that. They want Alice to be a non-human. They want that's why I never talk to the audience. Because Alice is not—I play that character. He's an arrogant villain, you know. Um, and I said, but offstage, I want all that to go away. Yeah. <laughs> Because—and it does. They—they're—they're they're not egotistical at all, you know. Uh, I said, if somebody wants your autograph, give it to them. Want a picture? Give it to them.
0: First saw you in '89 on the Trash Tour. I've seen every single tour since then. I have tickets to see you uh, tomorrow night in Scranton, oh, Pennsylvania. Good. It has to be an issue for you when you're putting a set list together because you have a new album out that's great. Like, you're you're probably looking at these songs. There's six or seven songs that I'm sure you would love to perform oh. on stage. But yeah. at the same time, you have fans that want to hear 18, want to hear Billion Dollar Babies, want to hear Poison. How difficult is it for you to put that set list together? The
1: hardest thing in the whole tour is putting the set list together. That is the most difficult thing because it let's say you're playing 24 songs in the set. Mm -hmm. You have 15 of those are, you have to do. You absolutely have to do them. And then there's a thing called a stage hit, which, which is like Dwight Fry, feed my Frankenstein, only women, songs that that you have to do because they want to see the guillotine. They want to see, how is he going to get into the guillotine this time? What is the storyline? Who's he going to kill? Who's going to kill him? You know, my wife now is, plays Marie Death. And who better to cut your head off than, you know, Marie Antoinette. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and she's great. I mean, she's as much of a road rat as I am. We've been married 47 years, by the way. God bless. And she's been in almost every show. God bless. But, I mean, that's, um, that's but the thing is, is, you're right. It doesn't give me any room to move. I, I had a hard time putting songs in from Detroit Stories, and it was a number one album. And I was trying to. What, what songs am I going to be able to get in? And
0: you and you're not going to please everybody because I I couldn't wait to hear "Shut Up and Rock" because that was such a standout track I on know. that. And they're like I'm like, it's a number one album, and it's but it's a hard thing for you it to put really together. It really is.
1: It really is. And and uh, on this one, we figured well, you you have to start the show off with "Welcome to the Show" and I'm Alice. Yeah. And then right into "No More Mr. Nice Guy." But I mean, that's the introduction. This is this overblown, egotistical guy with a top hat going, I'm Alice, you know, and this is how great I am. Well, you <laughs> so. know,
0: just as a side note, I've been able to stay off the internet to find out what the set list was, so I didn't know. Now you just spoiled the first three songs ah. for me, but I digress.
1: No, that doesn't happen <laughs> till October, though. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because we honestly didn't have time coming in to slot those songs in because we had a whole video show behind it. And now we the content didn't match up, so we we rehearsed it. I love it. That's and so great. And now, and starting in October though, when we when we do our own show after Zombie, we do our own tour. That's going to be the full.
0: I can't wait for that. Tour. Yeah. Another tour for you to go yeah. on. Yeah. Um. If you had a choice, because I know for me it probably be might as well be on Mars. But if you could take like a song that you would want to put in the set list that you know may take people off guard, but just like a a personal gem of yours
1: you hit it no come on might as well be on mars is my favorite song i i i said that Wag, dick wagner and i wrote all those ballad hits and might as well be on mars i think might be the best song we ever wrote wow and that you when you said that i went like this because no, you you actually when you listen to that song
0: i feel like i'm looking out the window exactly. looking across the street it's raining you like see her whole, in the bar yep
1: and you can't get there it's amazing. She might as well be on Mars. Yep. And and Dick Wagner was such a talent. I mean, this guy would just play things. And as soon as he hit those certain chords, I'd go, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got the lyric right for that. You know, uh, this is how we used to judge the ballad hits. If you can get that chord hit right on the storyline where the girl's heart breaks. So what I would do is I'd come home and I'd play the song for my wife and my two daughters. And I wouldn't tell him anything, and it right it got to that one point where it on that that minor chord with that vocal, and they'd go oh, and they'd go yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's when you know you hit it. But Wagner was so brilliant, and Steve Hunter, maybe the best guitar player I ever worked with, Steve Hunter. That guy was just beyond.
0: And you've like you like you said before, when it comes to this band, from the almost day one, you've been able to surround yourself with just great creative musicians and great minds. As you know, the career and the length of the career that you've had, I'm sure there's a lot of ups and downs. It's like a roller coaster ride. Is there one album for you that you thought was going to be a hit that wasn't? And was there an album that you weren't sure about that became an instant
1: hit? Well, you know, there were certain albums you put more... uh... You know, you never know what a hit is anymore. I mean, that's the thing. Back in the day when Killer and, and School's Out and Billion Dollar Babies, they were pretty much sure things, I thought. Mm-hmm. you know, Nightmare was the scariest one. Because any singer that breaks away from a band and does his own project, even Mick Jagger that's a it's, real it doesn't iffy. guarantee it doesn't guarantee success
0: we've seen it so many times Absolutely. where people break off and they think oh i'm popular but it doesn't mean success yeah
1: i i uh, that was the one that scared me the most only and i knew how good the album was because i had Ezrin, the show was going to be i had the the the, the choreographer from west side story in there uh, this was going to be a production nobody had ever seen we put every penny we had into it. Wow. Shep put every penny he had into it. If it would have been a flop, Ezra and Shep and I would have been dead broke. But it was a hit. So you know, I mean, that was the that was the one that I was not sure of. Uh, there was some albums. Isn't this funny? I call them my blackout albums because when I was at, I was at my worst on cocaine and and drinking and all that. I was in the great Los Angeles blizzard of nineteen seventy eight to nineteen seventy or 1982,
0: you know? Yeah, the, the Zipper and Dada and those Zipper, albums. Dada
1: and Special Forces. And I can't remember rewriting it, wow. recording it or touring with it. Those are the fans' best albums, very favorite albums. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> and I listen to that, I go back and I listen to some of the songs and I go, "Oh man, that's really a good song. I wish I could remember writing that song. (laughs) But you know,
0: I I do, you know, a daily radio show, you know, you never know what's going to resonate with people that you're talking to. Like when I do the show, I really don't remember what I just spoke about or what yesterday's show was, but I'll meet somebody. They're like, wow, yesterday's show, man, I can't believe... I don't really remember it because once it's out there, yeah. it's kind of, it's it's out there. Well, you're, and you're just to the next thing. The next. You know. I, and it's, as, as somebody who's creative, you know this, you don't like to look back. You want to look forward. You want to look into the moment and what's going to happen next. It's I'm very not, difficult to I look don't back.
1: live in the past at all, but I understand it. I respect it. And mm-hmm. I understand. When we were on stage, I mean, the first 45 minutes is just hit after hit after hit after hit. And, and the audience... Loves that, you know. In fact, in, in, in when we were in Europe uh, with the Vampires, I said it was a very young audience. I mean, teenage audience. And I said, after the show, I said, you know, this audience has probably never seen a rock and roll show. They've probably never seen guys with guitars, drum solos, um, guitar this and that, and just attitude. Rock and roll attitude in your face. And they were just like, wow. You know, they're used to a DJ going, you know, that's not rock and roll to me. No. But, you know, uh, when they saw it, they were so excited about it. And I said, the reason is they just never seen a rock band.
0: <laughs> it's entertainment. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you, it, it, it's, it's crazy because, you know, I'm growing up, that's all there was, was music and bands. But it had a, to
1: be a great band. Yes. And, you know, back when we first started, we wanted to be the Yardbirds. You know, that was our that was our band. You know, I said, there was nobody better than the Yardbirds, the Who, you know, I mean, all those bands were great. But we, and in order to get to that, you had to rehearse eight hours a day. And you had to learn the Yardbird songs and do them really good. So when we're 16 years old, we're playing at a club, we're the house band, and who's coming in next week? The Yardbirds. <laughs> so we did... All of the Yardbird songs before them. Amazing. And they're in the back going, yeah, that's really good. (laughs) Jeff Beck got up on, stage, like 19, you know, 20 years old. He's got a Vox Super Beetle in this Telecaster. It looks like somebody dragged it behind a bus. And it was the most, it sounded like a violin. It was so beautiful. And they blew us off the stage.
0: (laughs) Well, bad head start.
1: Yeah. For
0: you as, 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 um, a performer, do you still have like those markout moments where you almost feel like a fan because you've had so many accolades, the hall of fame, you know, uh, the, the Hollywood you know, yeah. like all the, those things, do you still kind of find yourself sometimes just being a fan? You, oh
1: yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny, I, uh, as long as I've been in this business, um, I went back. I've known Paul McCartney forever. I've known John, all those guys. I used to drink a lot with John. And um, McCartney, I go back to say, I said, let me see your set list. And I'm looking at this set list, and there's 35 songs. Every one of them is, I know every lyric to, right? And he says, you want to see tomorrow's set list? I went, yeah, it's 35 different ones (laughs) that I knew every single lyric to. And he puts me in the front. You know, seat, and I'm sitting there like this. And they started with, I saw her standing there. I was on my feet. <laughs> I had no control. I was, yeah! <laughs> you know, and I mean, we're rock and roll guys. And we're, you know, we're we're up there on stage, but we're still fans. You know, Jeff Beck. When Jeff Beck would play, I'd sit there and just take in every note. The guy was the best guitar player i ever heard. I,
0: I would think that once you lose that, then then what's the reason for doing it? Absolutely. Okay, I could talk to you for hours, but uh, there's so many people that want to talk to you today. Last question. This is a pro wrestling show, Busted Open. You're a big part of one of the greatest WrestleManias of all time. Yes. 93,000 fans, WrestleMania three. Yeah. Just a, a a thought of what that was like back in 1987. Yeah,
1: I didn't know what to expect, to be honest with you, because I was I was so busy with this. I did, was I I kind of knew about it that rock was emerging, with wrestling. You know, uh, uh, Cindy Lauper, of course, was yep. sort of at the head of that, and uh, they said, well, if you could go up there with Jake the Snake, and I went, oh, okay, tell me who he is, you know, and all this. Uh, I met the guy, we go to the Silver Dome and there's 90,000 people in there. 60,000 of them were old women with blue hair yelling, <laughs> "Yelling, kill him, right? And I go up there and it was all wonderfully staged. You know, Hart was going, okay, this, when you, this when you break the chair, Oops oh, sorry, the, <laughs> so you, break... you, you, you pick up the snake here and this and that. But what I did realize backstage was that they were all athletes. These guys were, in order to do what they were doing, they were athletes, man. They were really good athletes. And the funniest thing was Andre the Giant. And there was these three midgets that were, you know, at the time you could say midget. but, And they were yelling at Andre the Giant going, you're not supposed to slam us! You know, and he's going, oh, I'm sorry, you know. I'm going, this is such great theater. I mean, this is really, really unique theater right back yep. here. They should be able to see this.
0: <laughs> it's all entertainment. Alice, I thank you for- for taking the time. I know this is a busy time for you. The tour is on right now with Rob Zombie. Yeah. Uh, go to Ticketmaster.com, go to AliceCooper.com and of course, the new album Road, absolutely fantastic, a must for any Alice fan, of course, any rock fan. Thank you so much and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right,
1: great. I'll be on the road. You can just catch me out there. <laughs> Thanks.
0: Thanks to Alice Cooper. Thanks to you, the Busted Open Nation. Don't forget, please subscribe. Give us a five-star rating. It's free and if you really like what you hear, Right here on the Busted Open podcast. You can hear Busted Open Monday through Saturday. Live for three hours. That's right on SiriusXM, Fight Nation, Channel 156. Also, if you're a loyal nation member. And I'm sure everybody is that's listening right now. Go to PodSwag.com slash Busted Open. We have brand new hashtag Busted Open 24-7 hats, hoodies, and t-shirts. So make sure you go to PodSwag.com slash Busted Open. And... We'll be back, myself, Mark Henry, Bully Ray, Tommy Dreamer, and Mickey James next week, right here on Busted Opens, the Master's Class. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Foundation channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today.